Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very special edition of the About to Review podcast. I'm, of course, your host, as always, that guy named John. Make sure to follow the podcast on social media at About to Review on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on any podcast platform there is, except for Spotify. I'm not on there by choice. Uh, or iHeartRadio, because they are weird with terms and conditions. But Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Alexa via TuneIn. You can shout at your Alexa in your home to play the podcast, and it will do it, because that is what creepy AI does in your home, that creepy Babylon ting. Uh, joining me on this week's episode is friend of the podcast, and for her third year in a row, right. uh, now, her new title, Director of Community Outreach, Christine Hassel. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> that sounded sarcastic, but I didn't mean it to. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this special episode is basically all going to be about Geek Girl Con 2018. Woohoo! So, we'll talk about the panels that I saw, and it is going to be great. But before we get into that, we'll get into the original theme song created by Damien Randall of Ill Mannered Media. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right. So this is my third year covering Geek Girl Con, one of my favorite local conventions, of which we have like 60 conventions. We're spoiled for choice in this city. We really are. We're it, fortunate. Yeah, there's there's like a con a month or every it, three I weeks. Was like every, I was like, it really yeah. is every three weeks. It I can talk be about exhausting. that. Same with film festivals. Mm hmm. In a 52-week year, we have, I think, 49 yeah. film festivals. Not, I mean, like, yes, there's the big one. There's mm -hmm. SIF, SIF, but then there's... We have Romanian Film Festival. Yeah. We have the both the Asian Seattle Asian Film Festival and the Seattle South Asian Film Festival. Yeah, it's, and it's pretty cool. It's like, uh, whoa, distinction. Yeah. The Romanian Film Festival, I think, just happened or is happening soon. Mm -hmm. Madness. Yeah. But with Geek Girl Con, yes. this is now your... I want to say eighth year, or this is this, this ninth? This is number eight. This is number eight. Yes. And you have been involved for seven, seven, seven years. Yeah. Which is, I mean, incredible. Yes. Uh, one quick observation that mm -hmm. I noticed: this was the first year where, when I got here on Saturday morning, mm -hmm. the line outside <gasps> was. <laughs> it was around the building. Around and the building. We, and that just is crazy. We had staff members who were showing up a little later because they didn't have to be here, like right at 10 or 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. And they walked into the staff room and they're like, have you seen the line? And we're like, no, why? It's still around, like yeah. all the way around like to Pike, I think, the back. Pine. Part. Pine. I mm -hmm. get them confused. Um, yeah. And it was the first time. And I was like, wow, we had a lot of walk up. Yeah. Take, you know, past sales, Seattleites who didn't really want to commit until the day of. No. Yeah. So we're <laughs> this like, really? is my surprised face. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we were very pleased. Uh, and no one really complained. Everyone was fine. And then I think by around 1130 or noon, mm -hmm. we got the excited message over the radio. Official, there is no more line outside the building. Everyone's like, yay. Wow. And yeah. to put that in perspective, the doors opened at 10. The, yeah. The doors opened at so, 10. <laughs> That is almost two hours yeah. of people just waiting. And that was, I mean, it was just incredible to walk up. I mean, seeing it for the past, even the past three years, mm -hmm. seeing it grow as much as it has, especially on Saturday. Yes. Sunday with cons, you never really, or regardless of when it is, but usually Sunday is the last day of the con. Yes. It is always a crapshoot. You just, you never really know. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be the day where all of the, eh, I don't know what to do with it, is shuttered? You know, mm -hmm. like, oh, this is all the stuff that no one's going to really want to do and it's Sunday. Or is it actually going to be programming that's going to be interesting? And then you mm -hmm. go, oh, hey, wait, I want to see the insert cool thing here. Yeah. Um, so with Saturday being as crazy busy as it was, mm -hmm. Sunday was still busy, but it was manageable. Yes. And that is one of the biggest things that I talk about every year when mm -hmm. I cover Geek Girl Con. Not only is this one of the most accessible mm -hmm. cons, even though there are escalators like crazy everywhere, mm -hmm. but as far as you can walk around anywhere, mm -hmm. 
And there are some bigger costumes that I saw today. There was <laughs> they need the whiff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was one guy. He had, and I forgot to take a picture of him. Huge shoulder pads that came out a ways, and he was a taller guy. So mm-hmm. actually, luckily, he missed a lot of people because the shoulder pads went above their heads. Oh wow! I did not see that. He definitely there. dinged a couple people, and he was super apologetic. Um, but in general, there is space. Yes, and people are mindful of the space. And if they inadvertently elbow you, like as they're trying to get, there's not like I've been to the other two conventions that are the majors, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, is it okay to say their name? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, Pax and Emerald City. Mm-hmm. And w- one year, maybe several years ago, I spoke on a panel at Emerald City, and it took me not hyperbole. It took me an hour to get from Soto Mm -hmm. to the parking garage because of the gridlock. And I'm just like, I'm going to miss the panel. And I made it there with like six minutes to spare. And I'm just like, I ran and my face was as red as my hair. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm so tired. But uh, there's so much people and they're Mm -hmm. not. It seems like at those conventions, more people are jostling for space. Very much so. Like, I want to get in the first in the line. And here it's more like, oh, do you need a chair? There's a lot more. People are more um, thoughtful. Yeah. And about their space and even cosplayers like they'll look before they twist their huge, massive (laughs) shoulder pads or skirts or like, did you see the Anastasia and uh, Drusilla? The Tremaine sisters. I said, you're the I was like, you're Cinderella stepsisters. And I got a tongue lashing that they Mm. that Cinderella was their sister. And it was it was fantastic because their mom was there. Air quotes, Lady Tremaine, but Mm -hmm. not in cosplay, who kept saying girls girls, you're not acting like ladies. Because like I, w- I asked, may I take your photo? And they're elbowing each other to get like in the front. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you you both are selling this so much. I heart you both. I think I saw pictures of them. I missed seeing them seeing on the them, show floor. Yes, they were, re- they were, they had embodied those characters. Like they push one, like, no, you want to take my picture. Like mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, I love you both. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was an awesome, uh, a Gretsuko cosplayer yes and, and she had the tote bag that had <laughs> everything and so what was funny is i see her and i was like oh my gosh i was like can i take your picture she was like yeah of course uh-huh uh she was like which pose do you want and uh-huh. i was like I, w- there's, there's, what, what do you I mean have choices <laughs> she was like you have three choices she was like i can do like the metal like two fingers up i got that one <laughs> middle finger or claws and i was like claws, claws. duh yeah so i take the picture of the claws. she was like you're the first person to ask for that and i was like what yeah most people like either wanted the middle or wanted the like the uh, yeah right. And speaking of photography, that is something that this con I noticed this year. And if it has been there in years past, maybe I was just not aware of it. But our lanyard change, yeah. So there. So talk about the the lanyard change when sure. it comes to photography because I cover cons nationwide, mm-hmm. and I do what. Here's a tip for everybody. Ask for permission first. Yes, yes. You Cosplay know, is not consent. Absolutely. Um, the I'm, I'm going to take credit for only suggesting it because okay. I took the idea. You're the from, only one in this room from the board. Yeah, you can say I took it. I was me. Um, I uh, was fortunate to go to XOXO, mm-hmm. which is a Portland festival that focuses on creatives in uh, internet and web design and independent games and all different facets. It's basically like, let's celebrate the creativity and let's celebrate people of color and... Um, they had their lanyard policy, which was if you were fine with pictures, you had a gray. If uh, you wanted wanted to be asked if it was okay, I think it was yellow. Hmm. And if it was red, it was no-go. Like, don't even ask this as a no, because certain people don't want their photos on the internet, or maybe they don't, they prefer their anonymity. And I so, have no idea what that is. Yeah, like. I have no, what is that? <laughs> um, and we used to have the stickers, mm-hmm. which were fine, but badges turn around. Yeah. And then sometimes, especially since we have a lot of children, I was like, hey, I went to a festival literally a couple months ago and they had the, you know, the gray, yellow, and red, much like a stop sign. Mm. Uh, why don't we have different colored lanyards? And we were able to find a place in the budget and do it. And I think it makes it so easy because all a photographer has to do is look and go, no, okay. And then you're, you don't have to disturb anyone. You don't have to wait. So it, it helps out both sides of the equation. Yeah. Like Because even with, you know, if somebody spends a lot of time, you know, on their costume or whatever, that can just be for them. Yes. You know, and so yeah. that is something where that is a personal thing that either they created mm-hmm. You know, and it can be really awkward if those conversations, you know, even if somebody is being respectful, I mean, like, hey, can I take your picture? Yeah. That person then is in the position where they say no, 
how is that photographer going to react? Are they yeah. going to get upset or offended? And yeah. So I just, I really appreciated that. It was unique. It was different. I had never seen that at XOXO. any XOXO. XO. I'll thank con, the Andes, so. the two Andes that are the two guys that start that fe- started that festival. I'm nice. like, I don't know if it was their idea or if it came from their attendees, but it, I'm like, it is the best shorthand yeah. for the, yeah, I love it. I'm like, yes, can we do it every year now? Because it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it makes sense. You also do the pronoun stickers. Yes. Um, which is a choice that if they, if somebody wants to have those, mm-hmm. they can do that. I'm not sure. Were those color coded or was it just? I, I, to be honest, I don't, re- I don't know. Okay. Um, I just remember <laughs> seeing some of them, but I'm not sure if they were, if there's any sort of color differentiation or if it was just, just said some pronouns, which again, is nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> even if somebody is being really respectful, mm-hmm. You still need to understand that that person's choice might be something mm-hmm. different than what you want. You are expecting. Yeah. So. And then it's always nice for someone to tell you, like in upfront. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I noticed when I started playing uh, indie indie RPGs. Mm. That people would uh, have like little index cards folded over, and they would say like. To be easy, let's go around in a circle. Let's introduce our characters and the pronouns that the character prefers, or you, or whatever it is. And that's something that I took to Geek Girl Scouts events. Right. When I have all these Girl Scouts, and I was really, really amazed that some of these Girl Scouts, their pronouns were they, them, or mm-hmm. they weren't sure. And that's just, I was like, wow, okay, you have it more under control at 13 <laughs> than I did. Right. And so it was something that I thought, well, we don't have to do it, but if I'm on a panel, I'm just going to start it off because I don't want to misgender or hurt someone's feelings yep. just by being, I'm going to assume. I mean, and even unintentionally where yes. that, I mean, yeah. And it is, it is interesting, you know, in the past couple of years, these terms and this type of language and mindsets mm-hmm. are different than when we were growing up. And it is something oh, yeah. that it is a constant uh, reevaluation of yeah. our own thought processes and how we can respect other people's choices even though it is so new, at least in a broader sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I know, like, I've heard straight, cis het white males just kind of go like, oh, God, another term. I'm like, well, pardon me. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not all about you, sir. Yeah. And we're tired of it being all about you yeah. and the government and every Like, I could, it's a whole tangent that I won't go on. But it's like, come on, if somebody expresses that this is their, this is how they want to go forward in the world, you're literally being, and you can bleep terrible <laughs> human being because mm-hmm. you are not looking at them as a person. You're just like, whatever. Yeah. And I had, that's dismissive. If you got that again and again and again, you'd start to get a little salty. Yeah. Well, and real and, salty. And the reaction of, Oh, well it wasn't like that when I was growing up. So why should it change now? Hey, guess what? A lot of stuff changes. Exactly. Yeah. And even though the layout is different this year, mm-hmm. um, it threw me. I was like, "Wait, it, where, it totally where, where's games again?" Yeah. Well, what was funny is, you know, shout out to you know my buddies at Black and a Half Podcast, uh, mm-hmm. Silas and Manny. I saw them the first day, and this mm-hmm. is their first year. Oh wow! Uh, and I was like, "Okay, cool." You know, downstairs is games. <laughs> uh, upstairs they have artists, blah blah. <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, cool." And I was like, "I will catch up with you guys later." I'm on yeah. on my way to a panel. And then I get my press pass, look at the maps and everything. And I was like, like whoa, hold um, on. <laughs> whoops. Whoops. And then it was like five minutes late. Like I they had already left. It was just. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So sorry about that, guys. Yeah, uh, I, I made you lost. Um, but yeah, so the layout being different, but everything still makes sense. Like the gaming floor that you guys have or the gaming area, mm-hmm. you know, is in. A large area, even though downstairs, when it where it was in previous years, it was just really expansive, and mm-hmm. but that almost kind of lost some of the intimacy mm-hmm. of it. Whereas this, you can like I can look out right now. The press room is right by the game room. Yeah, I can see every table of gaming. Yeah, kind of what they're doing, how it is broken up, in just a really smart and effective mm-hmm. way. Yeah, and I know that they were trying something different, and like they were saying, well, we've lost space, like we lost square footage, but we think that this might work, and then if they need more space, we can always change up the map for next year, because mm-hmm. thankfully we have, you know, we book the entire building space. Yeah. Like we'd, we'd love the Skybridge one day, because that would be an amazing space for Artist Alley. It'd be yeah. nice and airy, you know, and it would, so it's like maybe 2019, or maybe maybe for the 10th year, we're like, let's go for that Skybridge. There let's you go. do it, let's go all in. Um, um, and, a, and a slight teaser for what I was going to mention at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. 
but I just noticed that the dates yes. for the 2019 Geek Girl Con, the ninth Geek yes. Con, have been announced as November 16th and 17th. That is correct. So that Mark is your huge. You guys already <laughs> have yes. it booked. Like that is something that, no matter what size of the con, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. It is a struggle, especially when you are booking. Yes. Multiple floors, multiple rooms, everything mm-hmm. about staffing, all of that. So the fact that the con was not even over yet before mm-hmm. on your social media channels, you guys were like, Psst, hey. And there are, there, <laughs> like, I, I be, if I'm not mistaken, people have already bought passes for 2019. Wow. And it's like, you're, you are our, you know, ride or die fans. <laughs> like, you're trusting. Like, thank you so much. Um, and I like the fact, like, every year we have either been up against New York City Comic Con, yep. which... I would not fault any of the creators who say live on the West Coast because they get paid to go East. Mm-hmm. And we are a nonprofit. Our budget's small. We do offer some stipends, but it's nothing compared to we're going to fly you and your family. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Like you and your partner. So, or we were up against Canadian Thanksgiving. And okay, that rules oh, yeah. out the Canadian contingent. Mm-hmm. Or this year, I believe we were up against a Jewish holiday. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, and I, yeah. I apologize. I do not know. But it's and I know one person uh, had emailed us and we're like, oh, OK, like and when the next series, I mean, we weren't exasperated. It was just like we don't want we're really trying yeah. not to come up against anything major. And we're hoping here's our hope listening audience that <laughs> you readers out there, readers, listeners, listeners. listeners. <laughs> well, they, maybe they read your stuff online, too. Sure. Um, we're hoping that. People will attend the Geek Girl Con, you know, our ninth one in November as, hey, you can have like this last burst of awesome fun before the long gray days mm-hmm. that are unending of the, our, I mean, our winners can be rough. So yeah. I'm just like, hey, this is this, come have fun with us before you have to deal with family in Thanksgiving and <laughs> Christmas. Right. And maybe you kind of have to deal with some family-ish, but come and be free and unjudged and have a blast for two days. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we will recharge your batteries until, you know, maybe next year in SakuraCon or yeah. Emerald City that happens in March. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, come recharge in November. Yeah. And which is something that, I mean, again, you know, you talked about it like, you know, do not be judged, all of that. This is still, when I think of inclusivity and just a non-judgmental atmosphere, every con, you know, has its benefits when it comes to Mm -hmm. that. And because people are in costumes and they can have this self-expression, Geek Girl Con still has a level of awareness, of self-expression, and acceptance. Mm Mm-hmm. That is unlike anything else. And so that is just a really solid kind of testament to the work that you and the rest of the board Mm -hmm. continues to do year after year. You know, whether it is through adversity of Mm -hmm. scheduling, which one thing that people do not understand, you know, some little behind the scenes, you know, inside baseball. Behind the curtain. (laughs) um, Which actually we are behind a curtain. We are really, yes. (laughs) If you can see us right now, we are behind a curtain. Um, When it comes to scheduling... The difficulty with that is not just, cool, we just want to pick some dates. Mm-hmm. It is, cool, we picked some dates. And then the Washington Convention, Convention Center said, uh, no, here are four other dates. Oh, yeah. by that oh, we mean God. three. Yeah. And it's it's juggling. <laughs> it's having to work with their schedule because some conventions, they don't release their dates, but they already know what they are. Oh, and wow. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah, know yeah. what it is. And in your mind, you know, PAX is going to be the same weekend as Bumbershoot, probably around right. Labor Day. So you may as well budget. If you were going to do PAX, which is four days, then you're going to want six days because you need the day before and the day after to rest. May <laughs> as well take a week. Right. And that is a chunk. You know, mm-hmm. Emerald City is different because some people go all four days, mm-hmm. but it's it's a different kind of convention. It's yeah. You buy a lot of stuff. You want to meet the people with photograph ops and so on and so on. And, you know, you just want to be like in the presence of Jason Momoa. I mean, who yeah, does not I mean, come want on, <laughs> just just be in the presence. And I just as an aside, I remember somebody had tweeted that they had walked beside him on the street. Mm-hmm. And they said it was like vanilla and sea salt just blew by me. And I went, OK, that's real descriptive. And it, just uh, what is funny is so my friend, when I was at New York City Comic Con, he was working security mm-hmm. for for the main stage. Jason Momoa walked by and, and of course, you know. A lot of people. Yeah. Uh, men, women. Yeah. Everything it's like else. the record will go, eh, it scratches. Like, and, he, and he was like, all right, I get it. 
Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if he is not attracted to him, you know, exactly. But he was like, like, I am, I am comfortable in my heterosexuality yeah, once, once to go, yes. Somebody, like in person, it was like, yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that happened the fr- the one time that I met um, Alexis Denisoff, who mm. played Wesley, the Watcher, and then he right. was on How I Met Your Mother, up close. And my husband, even like he was the only person because they were here several years ago for the Sith opening night. Okay, is uh, I think as you like it or whatever Shakespearean adaptation gotcha. they were in, and Andy, my husband, uh, actually like went and sought him out and like waited like we were both I was waiting for my car because the valet and they happened to be there too and Andy's like yeah I'm gonna do it I want to take a picture with him and he normally doesn't get phased because he was like concierge of four seasons he's like whatever famous people but he literally was like a little bit of that fanboy mm-hmm. and then when I looked up close I was like wow <laughs> up close you are very I'm thinking you're very symmetrical and I understand you're okay I'm gonna step back because right. yes Mm-hmm. God is good, or whatever you want to say. Like, yeah. yes, you the genes are right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I understand. Yeah. yeah so and anyway, so, I mean, yeah. So with, I mean, just different cons, especially mm-hmm. in Seattle. Yes, we have different cons, different reasons, different, basically ways to show your geekdom. Yeah, proudly, like fly your nerd fly, fly your geek <laughs> flag high. Okay, mm-hmm. we're doing an after con wrap up, so please excuse the tongue twister. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm is, sober also, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm just joking. It is, um, yeah. Mean, yeah, so it is at the end of the con, like we were looking around, people have been breaking down the game floor, mm-hmm. is still open, which I also think yeah. is great. Till seven. That there is not <laughs> that hard cut up, where it's like, all right, get out. Get up, yeah. get out here. <laughs> and the union folks that are having to break down stuff are like, come on, because <laughs> mm-hmm. they are they don't want to be here on a Sunday, and we get it. Yeah. Um, so speaking of con wrap-up, since yes. it is the last day of the con, mm-hmm. everything is breaking down, I wanted to go over some of the panels Yes. that, that I saw. This year, I really focused on the panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, in years past, I would you know, interview artists and just kind of people who were around and available who did not mind me shoving a microphone in their yeah. face. <laughs> This Come year talk I wanted, to me. Right. This year yeah. I wanted to kind of take a step back from that mm-hmm. and really just watch the panels, get more insight into those worlds. Mm-hmm. So the first panel that I saw was Tech Careers for Non-Techies, nice. moderated by the one and only Wendy Dunlop. Yes. She's pretty cool. She's a board member. Yep. She's fantastic. I heart you, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> she is amazing. And so the people on that panel, so uh, Amber Blue, Megan Tweed, uh, Rebecca Roca, Jane Park and Megan Malone. Mm-hmm. And so they talked about how, especially in a place like Seattle, mm-hmm. we have a gigantic tech sector. Oh, yes, huge, huge. And a lot of people are like, you know, if only I could get into that field, mm-hmm. but I'm not an engineer or exactly. I'm not a computer programmer or I'm, I'm not, not this a, or this. Yeah. And this whole panel was about like, yes, those jobs are there. Mm-hmm. They will always be there. They're not going anywhere. If you're a web developer yes. in Seattle, you're, you're fine. good. You're fine. <laughs> But they talked about being a project manager, mm-hmm. being a recruiter, mm-hmm. and these other fields where you are still kind of in the STEM-like mm-hmm. fields. Like STEM adjacent. Yeah. Like really close, yeah. And what was funny is actually I really liked how she opened the panel. She was like, okay, who you know, currently works you know, in tech? Uh-huh. And so people stood up. And then she was like, okay, from that, you know, sit down if you are an engineer. Mm-hmm. So some people sat down. Oh, okay. Uh, if you were in a STEM field, sit down. She was like, okay, for those other people, this is the panel for you. <laughs> <laughs> this like, is it. You're here. Yeah, she was like, yeah. so I, I respect that you guys are here who are already in this field mm-hmm. as engineers and programmers, but this is for the other people. So I really liked that. And it just, it really, they focused on being a trusted advisor, mm-hmm. working with integrity. Yeah. Because that opens doors. Yes. Yes. A piece of paper that says, hey, I went to four or five or plus years yeah, of school. I survived. It's you survived. Survived. Not, yeah. <laughs> you paid a lot of money probably. Yeah. And so, yes, those are undeniable mm-hmm. skills. But that should not stop you. No. No. And so I really like that aspect of that panel uh, in particular. Mm-hmm. So, and again, it just showed the diversity of the panels. I feel like at something like PAX, mm-hmm. which is, again, very industry focused. Yes. They're not going to have a panel being like, no. oh, you want to get into our industry, but sure. you are not a programmer? Like, no, good luck. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and I think something I've, I've noticed with Geek Girl Con, where it differs, differs from other conventions, is when you're sitting beside people and you end up either continuing the conversation that happened on stage outside or in the panel rooms yeah. when the agents are like, please, we love you, but clear the room. <laughs> shoo, Which, shoo. I mean, so shout out to the agents. Shout out yeah. to all of the volunteers. Yes, you are 
fabulous and we couldn't do it without you. Right. But like the conversations that happen in the hallways mm -hmm. and the people exchanging information yeah. or, I mean, I literally know like four or five people that have gotten jobs or left their old job because they didn't like it because they were the only, say, Latinx person there or the only mm -hmm. gay person there or the only non-binary. And you, they could really feel that they were the, the diversity tick box yep. token. And going to another maybe smaller studio or somewhere else and going, wow, I was able to kind of still do something I love, but now I'm in an environment where it's like a much smaller studio or mm -hmm. no one is going to, you know, say some sort of transphobic joke that I yep. have to call out. It's just or but, be and or be fearful of calling it out. Exactly. Yeah. Do I have to go to HR and they're like, well, you're overreacting, you know, and, and <laughs> I like that, that connections are made here yep. at geek girl con that are meaningful not just like oh well she's hot or whatever i mean i'm not going to mm -hmm. judge but it's not it's not that kind of con it's yeah. more oh i want to meet the other nerds or the other like say non-binary people oh you live in seattle oh like maybe we can get together and talk mm -hmm. since everyone's part i mean we're all on these kind of journeys together and solo so sorry and anyway yeah and that is also another aspect that is different mm -hmm. After the panel, usually like the last thing the panelists say, you know, they will say thank you. And they'll be like, if you have any other questions or if you want to continue this conversation, we'll be out in the hall. Yeah. Or that, please like tweet at us. Like literally yeah. tweet at us and we'll reply. That again is something that no. and I cover a lot of these cons that and again, it goes back to that intimacy, mm -hmm. you know, that almost family values type of thing where it's yeah. like, yes, I was being talked to during this hour or 45 mm -hmm. minute panel yeah i wanted to say something but i was either too shy or don't think it would fit the context or that you could tell that the whoever's the moderator or, or like was speaking from a script and it was timed right and yeah and it's it's different at geek girl i mean yes we have some moderators that are very they want to stick with their talking points of course and it's like no shade on those but then we also have i've been to panels here where you know the, it's maybe 30, 40 people in the room and the mm -hmm. people on stage are like, hey, let's talk about this thing. Yeah. We aren't experts. We just love the thing, like the cartoon panel I was on. Yeah. We love it. Let's talk. Like, or it is more of almost a round table yeah, versus like, let's just sit a down, presentation. Let's have a dialogue. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so that was the first panel I went to. Nice. Um, then I went to the fireside chat. <gasps> With another friend of the podcast, Nicole so, Jekic. So cool. Fellow Filipina. Um, and that was just, that was really cool. And that was another unique thing that you guys did this year. Mm -hmm. Is in the game area. Yes. You had these fireside chats and mm -hmm. they were called that. Because on the projector they had a fireplace. Oh, uh, yeah, because we're quippy. Uh, <laughs> but it was game designers, game developers. Yes. Talking about either their game mm -hmm. or other games that they have worked on in the gaming space. Yes. And so people playing the games, mm -hmm. you know, if, even if they were involved in their game, they could still look over and be like, oh, okay, this is that person who was just telling me mm -hmm. or instructing me or helping me play this other game. And it all just kind of tied in and made sense. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. I mean, yeah, Nicole, I mean, yeah, I have talked to her and she was with Daily Magic Games. And She's so awesome. Food Truck Champion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was just. She lives like around the corner from us. That's oh really? Like yeah, and we were talking about when the con, when all the con stress is over. She's like, yeah, we're gonna come over and play like these games because there's games that we're like, yes, we need to mm -hmm. come over. So I'm just like, yes, let's not do the Seattle thing where we say we're gonna do something and yep. then like two years later we, you know, it's literally like <laughs> no, in November, you can give us the nudge because you live walking distance from our house. Yeah. That is so awesome. Anyway, it's a yeah, just walk on over. Or if it's raining, I'll come get you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, what, raining in Seattle? No, yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> but it was funny because she, I mean, because, yeah, she was volu or uh, teaching people how to, you know, do a bunch of games because she mm -hmm. also organizes playtests play Northwest. Exactly. So she was very involved in that. And one of the questions that the moderator was asking, you know, kind of was about those like Monopoly style games or the games that kind of got you into it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things she said that I really liked that when she was getting into game design, uh -huh. she said, I want to make games that don't make people angry. Yeah. Because yeah. you're oh, like, Monopoly a... makes people angry. It yes. is a broken game. It really... Yeah, and you're just like, people People don't play it right because there's the jail and free parking. and they, Right. Right. And then, yeah, you end up getting upset yeah. because people are, you know, they're being... They're being... They all want to be like Uncle Moneybags or Mr. Moneybags. Oh, I can't remember what the... the little uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some uh, Moneybags. Yeah. Moneypenny? No, I don't remember. Moneypenny, Moneypenny was, was James Bond. Sorry, James Bond. <laughs> See, at the end of the con, it's just all mm -hmm. one blur. But yeah, when you play games like that, it's not, 
a collaborative game. Yeah. It's literally like it's you versus me, and I'm going to ground you to a nub, and then mm-hmm. ha you landed on my boardwalk, and there's you owe hotels. thousand dollars. Guess what? You're broke now. It's like living in Seattle. I'm joking. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, games like that. They aren't fun. Yeah. They're fun if you want to be the cutthroat, ruthless mm-hmm. tycoon and be like, I'm going to kick your little dog character, your little top hat. But playing get like her games and playing yeah. games like that where they're meaningful and there's a reason behind it. And yeah, you can have a conversation and you're not out to kill the other person. <laughs> I mean, like. Well, or, and you can learn something. Like Food Truck Champion, she talked about how the diversity represented in the food itself, mm. in everything that was around her. Like, I think she said there are over 100 original created like cards yes. for the game. And a lot of different food is represented. A lot of different cultures are represented. And she can go to people of diverse backgrounds and be like, hey, your food is represented yes. in this game. Like, and correctly. Did she tell you or did she mention the anecdote from Portland when she was just in Portland? I'm not sure. Okay, or she so have, but. I don't. Well, here, I'm just I'm going to mention it. Anyway. <laughs> so um, we were both at XOXO. Mm-hmm. And had we planned it better, I was like, yeah, we could have driven up together and like shared a hotel room and blah, blah, blah. We never have because we didn't know the other one was going until it was too late. When I think it was because XOXO is a four day festival. Okay. So like maybe day one or two when they were like, there's food trucks. She excitedly like found me and she's like, oh, my God, like there was literally a, a Filipino food truck. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so I gave him my copy of the game. Awesome. So I was so excited to go. It was like food trucks like this is kind of what inspired it. Yeah. And it's literally like here you are <laughs> right. in a game. Like it's cool. And they, they loved it. And they were like, oh, thank you. This is really cool. So I awesome. loved the fact that she was able to like go, oh, you're the, not them personally, but mm-hmm. inspiration. Culture, yeah, the culture. Food. There yeah. it is. Like, yes, you, you have the Filipino food on lockdown and I want to give you the game. So I yeah. loved that. It's like, so, so cute. That was really cool. So I definitely will uh, check the show notes below because I will put a link to Nicole, because, yeah, she's always yes. working on some amazing stuff. She's and awesome. It was funny because the moderator was also like, oh, what games are you playing now? She was like, I can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> can't do she NDA. Was, she was working on, you know, half a dozen projects. Exactly. That she just cannot talk about. So that was really cool. Um, the panel that I was really kind of surprised by uh-huh. um, was the third panel that I saw on Saturday, which was a conversation with the Dungeons & Dragons team. Okay. So that had... Uh, Jaden, Emmy, Liz Shu, Shelly, Mazanoble, Mazanoble, <laughs> Kate Irwin, Emmy Tanji, and Trish Yukin, I think, if I can read oh, my that notes. that was a packed panel. It was packed. So there's all these women who have been at Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. ranging from, I think, the uh, earliest, not earliest one, the person with the least amount of Wizards mm-hmm. experience. So still, like, a few years. Yeah. Then there are people with 23 years at Wizards. Yeah. That is kind of seeing the evolution from like the, well, I don't want to say TSR because that's way, way back. Way, but way like back. Yeah, yeah. the evolution where like it's now a Hasbro and now it's this, you know, mm-hmm. and the, oh, we're doing fifth edition. Like has been there through the various editions of mm-hmm. D&D. Yeah. And that was just fascinating because again, with Dungeons and Dragons, when you say that to some people, they automatically they eye roll, or they go, "Oh, like on uh, what's that uh, the show that I, I Critical Role? No, or, no, no, oh. uh, Big Bang Theory. Yes, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, is that what you are?" And I'm like, "No, because that show is racist, <laughs> and it's let me break it down why." No, right. and I go on a rant, and then I see them gl- the eyes <laughs> glass <laughs> over, and I'm like, "All right, we're done." Um, but yeah, people always have these kind of assumptions as yeah. to what or Stranger D&D, Things or Stranger Things, yeah. yeah. What D and D players are and yeah. who develops it. So here's this amazing panel of women uh-huh. who are artists, yes. writers, illustrators, creators, creators, yeah. and who have dozens of years of experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, this panel total, if you add up that experience, it had to be close to like fifty to seventy-five years of experience. Yeah, that was trying to, and that would really, I mean, it showed my own kind of bias in a sense when I saw this panel, and I'm like. This is incredible, and I had no idea yeah. that there were that many women in these high positions at Wizards, mm-hmm. specifically working on Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it was incredible, and, and not just like tucked away in positions where, like, is my my background was working in hospitals mm-hmm. and in doctors' offices. So we always we always knew the drug reps that would come in and feed us, and right. and you know, and I don't want to generalize all 
big pharma, but there was a lot of really pretty women reps that would come to talk to the male doctors. Mm-hmm. And they would just completely like ignore the female doctors. Like, really? Right. Like, you just don't exist? Like, they, yeah. And they'd come and so seeing women, I imagine, in meaningful positions and mm-hmm. not just the, no, they're their marketing team. Like they're the ones who are going to go out and like sell right. the product. It's like, no, they're not the booth babes. These right. are, these are women that know they know the rules because they yeah. made the rules. They're made the rules or, and they, they specifically talked a lot about the art. Yes. Cause especially in like some of the fifth edition books and we saw some teasers for some upcoming projects Yeah, and how, and these are books that I own Yeah, that I'm looking through and how many female artists yeah. were employed mm-hmm. because Weird. Imagine that. Yeah. When you have somebody <laughs> in a position, in a hiring position, yeah. who knows that that a certain demographic is underrepresented, mm-hmm. and doing what you can to help bring those voices forward. Yeah, like or that, the art, that, like that holding art the door open for other Absolutely. people, and that has come up on panels. And I've visited. Uh, I, I just call it Watsy because it's like the right. quick way to say, yeah, so Watsy, Wizards of the Coast. Um, I visited there several, several times mm. uh, because I have, a lot, I have friends that work on the magic side and mm-hmm. on, the wiz- on the D&D side. And when you go to their offices, like there's a huge dragon in the lobby. Yep. It's pretty cool. And then when you go in, you see, you know, there's lots of spaces where people are working on the art. They're playing the game because they're trying to say maybe break a rule or see. Yep. They're trying to stress test the game. And I was noticing as I was walking just – beautiful pieces of artwork and these are just stuff that just got like maybe knocked out and i'm just looking at the inclusion or Mm -hmm. the representatives like oh wow it's not just oh the only dark characters of the drow it was like oh i'm seeing warriors Mm -hmm. i'm seeing women in armor that's actually functional that she's a woman of color and she's like she looks like she can kick your you know what i mean like she looks fierce and not like she's some weird mannish you know what i mean like not they actually, they're, sh- the, yeah, I was just standing there and I was looking and I just, before I like, I caught myself, I took a couple of pictures and somebody said, so those are going to yeah. be, and I went, I'm so sorry, delete, delete, delete. delete. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I was like, just stopped mm-hmm. and I was like, ooh, just yeah. I want to, because it's like, it's evolving from mm-hmm. the buxom red Sonia type spilling out right. of why, how does that hold anything to mm-hmm. Like if you, if you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. the evolution and it's, it's well, what was interesting is they, and they brought that up specifically, uh-huh. you know, not just having women in various classes and races and types and all of this, uh-huh. but also showing men being sensitive. Exactly. Like yeah. they showed, um, I think it was a ranger with his like bear familiar. Yeah. You know, and he is in just kind of this, uh, not even intimate is the wrong word in a, just very friendly, like laughing pose. Yeah. Which again is something in D and D. Generally, the dudes are sword wielding, yeah. axe wielding, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, or no, like if you have a bard. Yeah. And they want to have like have fun with their loot, and they're dancing sure. around like that okay, is fine. Have fun. Yeah. So just that type of diversity and representation on this panel full of women that just again it surprised me, uh-huh. and I am glad I had that kind of wake up call to be like okay this game that i know and love mm-hmm. i now have a different lens and perspective on it and that was highlighted at mm-hmm. this panel yeah so that was just it's pretty cool you're like your brain went <laughs> yeah so that was really cool and what was interesting is one of the women on the panel shelly uh in her normal D group mm-hmm. the person who plays a cleric uh-huh in their group was actually the officiant at her wedding so that's so beautiful. That that just that cracked me up. I thought that was pretty special. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there are some. Yeah, we saw some teasers. They also gave a shout out to uh, fantasticalwomen.com, huh? Which was an art resource oh, okay. of women artists doing fantasy creations, which is where one of the recruiters for wizards kind of goes to. That's really cool. So, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. So I will put a link to that. Um, down in the show notes as well. Uh, the other panel, Women in Horror. Oh, hosted by <laughs> friend of the podcast, right? And yep. truly, truly, I, I heart her and I wish I could see her more. <laughs> except for like the two days of passing. Hi, in the con. Right. That. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we, we love you too, Izzy. Isabella, <laughs> a.k.a. Izzy L. Price. Yep. Uh, the other people on that panel, there, there are some uh, 
rearrangement that went yes. on with the panel, but it showed that, you know, you just got to roll with the punch. Got to roll with it. Let's do it. Make it happen. The show so, must go on. <laughs> Deva Sky, JG, and Josephine um, Marion, or yes, Marion. My handwriting is just scribbles. Yeah, it's fine. So, <laughs> sorry about that, folks. Um, if yeah. you could see it. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, that was just the women in horror panel because mm-hmm. that is something that Izzy is so passionate about. Oh yes, uh, and she was throwing out some deep cuts. Deep cuts, it's like whoa, this isn't. <laughs> if you want to like quiz her, she's oh, she will come idea. correct. Like don't do it, don't yeah. no, don't do it. Because it was not just like okay, so on Halloween, blah yes. blah. It was like actually in this Italian horror movie from 1975, and it was you're like, like whoa, that's 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 dust off the VHS. Yeah, yeah. So that was just again, it was. A really cool panel that highlighted three major kind of archetypes mm-hmm. that we see of women in horror. The maiden, the mother, and the crone. Yeah. And how those have played out in different generations, different mm-hmm. decades, and kind of where they want them to see. Yeah. Or where they want them to go, rather. What they want to see in those archetypes or shattering yeah. some of those archetypes. So I really like that. Um, yeah, they brought up some, definitely some... Uh, films that I had not seen. Mm-hmm. So like, those, I, I think... I have a wish list now. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I think Izzy was actually going to be putting those out either on her Twitter feed or mm-hmm. on her Facebook page. So I will make sure that that is linked below. Cool. And then, now what were the panels? So you did a panel, I think it was, I forget what day your bamboo, breaking the bamboo ceiling. Is that Saturday or Sunday? That was today. Sunday, okay. Yes, and I uh, I've, I went to the Hamilton sing-along mm-hmm. and I literally, I set... <laughs> timer on my phone even though the rooms were just back to back right and I was like okay I gotta go and I was telling another staffer beside me who was singing we were singing our hearts out of course and then they sang like the King George he'll be back and I'm like I gotta go and I kept snoozing <laughs> the alarm from 15 mm. minutes to 10 I was like I gotta go because I gotta go over here and then I realized one of the other panelists did the same thing because we nice. just loved Hamilton. And then like someone did a like said something like a line, and we were like, yeah, we're not gonna sing it, but we're, <laughs> yeah. So it was it was today, okay, that I did the the fifth incarnation. Wow. Yeah, I so wanted to hand out little buttons with like a bamboo, like a number five mm-hmm. in bamboo. Nice. But uh, yeah, we we were are we've already been kicking around ideas for uh, we've jokingly called it like a Voltron set of Asian panels focusing on creatives and um yeah, we we've just the 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 panelists and I were just like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, we're going to talk." Like in November, yes, like let's let's let ha- Halloween happen, but like November, let's let's do this. So and I love that. I love the fact that that panel it started uh, the first year with just myself and literally the inspiration for the panel is a I, she's not lo- she lives here. She's a I believe a professor at UW. I hate saying that. University of Washington. Mm-hmm. I've lived here for so long like right. it's UW. Um <laughs> Leilani Nishime, and she wrote a really cool book that I checked out from the library, mm-hmm. and I tweeted about it. And randomly, my friend Jamala, Jamala Henderson, was mm-hmm. like, I know her. Oh, let me fangirl. <laughs> oh, I'm really interested in doing this. And literally, it was the two of us who started it. And then the next year, it was like myself, and uh, she actually works at Wizards of the Coast now. So it's like, and then the next year, it was um, me and and the other like two staffers. And then we had a uh, girl in high school Hmm. who was like, she's a video game writer. And she came up to tell us that she loved our panel, but would we ever think about talking about representation in video games? And I'm like, well, we all play video games, but if you want a spot, come on up. Like, mm-hmm. let's. And she was like, really? Because I think she was 17 or 18. And we said, yes, we're deadly serious. And she's like, well, I'm Indonesian American. And I, wow, I've never thought. And so awesome. she couldn't make it this year because okay. she's in college. Mm. But like last year at Emerald City, she, uh, or no, she, um, the traffic was so bad. She literally told her dad, like, sorry. Uh, I got to run and mm-hmm. ran the three blocks, wow. ran on stage just so she could. Yeah. So I love the evolution and I love the panelists because conversation's always great. Yeah. You can tell. I love it. <laughs> so that, that was breaking the bamboo. Breaking the bamboo ceiling. And I, d- I cannot remember the what we put after the colon, but it's, it's fairly <laughs> long. It's my bad. Right. Con. But yeah, breaking the bamboo ceiling. Just awesome. the idea of we, we, we're going to kick the door and the ceiling in because mm-hmm. we're awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it needs to happen. <laughs> yes. And, the, and showing the fact, like, I think so often in media, Asian Americans are just lumped together. And yeah. on the stage, literally, we had JC, who is 
Chinese, Australian, mm-hmm. myself, Filipino, Swedish, uh, the woman to my right, Filipino, Canadian, and then C.B. Lee, who's a, a YA queer author. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Chinese, Vietnamese. Literally both of her parents are immigrants, hmm. Chinese, Vietnamese. And then the uh, woman on the end who worked at Bungie is also Filipino, and I cannot remember what the other, she's I think Filipino-American. Okay. I was literally like, like right here, you have such a... a swath mm-hmm. of different experiences. Yeah. I mean, like the three three Filipinos can like go, yes, we I remember that thing, but it's gonna be different yeah. for each one. And but yet the media and sometimes Hollywood just goes, no, Asian American, you just like one monolith, you're fine. It's like, no, no. that's wrong. And you spend time on you know, Italian Americans or mm-hmm. Irish, or you really want to dwell on that experience, and yeah. you're like, well, there were Asians here too on the other coast. Mm-hmm. Filipinos were here building the railroads. Building the railroads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and that's just like a part of history that never gets like oh, we're going to gloss over it. Or it's mm-hmm. like when you take history, and the teachers run out of time, and so you like oh Reconstruction, and then we're just going to run through to Nixon. It's like well wait what happened? What yeah, <laughs> what, I feel like there's a period. There's of time. a period there <laughs> that yeah just oh well, we can't get further than uh, Ford because mm-hmm. I spent too much time, and I was like well okay so. It's nice. it's something I'm super uh, yeah. talk and be super excited about because I love it. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, and then because I, I had to miss that panel, unfortunately. It's okay. Um, I don't hold it against you because <laughs> I was in three different panels today. Right? Yeah. It's uh, busy, busy Sunday. Geek fitness. How was that? That was really cool. So that had Kay Ahern, Isabel Milo, or Milo, uh, Marina Martinez, Don Biggs, uh, Robin Warren, and Alicia Radford. Nice. Okay. Representing a whole bunch of spectrum of just geek fitness. Cool. Um, from the Quidditch uh-huh. League, from the Saber Guild. Yeah. Personal trainers. Uh-huh. Uh, former circus uh, arts like aerialist performer. Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like, nice. That was just really cool. Yeah. Uh, seeing that. And Robin, uh, she talked about she is a trainer out mm-hmm. of, I think, the New York area, New Jersey area. Uh-huh. And how she will do D&D themed yeah. workout videos. <laughs> And it was just one of those things where, again, we talked about this before, but the stereotypes that when yeah. people think of geeks and yeah, nerds. Like the Simpsons comic book store owner. Like you, right. the people always. And here's here's the thing. At Geek Girl Con, yes, we specifically embrace all body types. And there's mm-hmm. no fat shaming. Or there's no, there's just every body, every literal, every body is valued and yeah. valid. That said, the fact that like maybe mainstream Mm-hmm. Media has painted the comic book nerd or the D and D nerd as the dateless, whatever they want to yeah. paint. Like they can't, they don't understand that geeks come in all different shapes and sizes. Yeah, and yeah some geeks love to build their lightsabers and go whack on each other for like five Seriously. hours by Green Lake. I'm like, and you see them, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, your cardio's on point because like I could swing it twice and go, I'm done. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I quit it. I can do one lap. I'm finished. I'm finished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's my broom. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, and I like that. I mean, yeah. So here in Seattle, we have, you know, the group that practices Quidditch up in Cal Anderson on yeah, Capitol Hill. Yeah, it's great to go. Oh, like that guy. <laughs> but I mean, so seeing that. I, those ideas kind of represented where, again, these are fans uh-huh. who took those concepts mm-hmm. and are like, I never played a sport, yeah. but this looks interesting. Yeah. How can I make it make sense mm-hmm. for us? Exactly. And, you know, nerds will break that down. I almost oh, said yeah. use a four-letter <laughs> word. But, yeah, we will we will take it and go, how do we make it work? How do mm-hmm. we make Quidditch work in the real world or um, a and d themed workout or mm-hmm. – you know, lightsabers, like they built a PVC pipe and electrical tape. Yeah. And yep, let's do, and like, it's. Those sabers. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and they kind of, they brought it up, you know, that they range in price. Uh-huh. Because these are not the ones that, like, we grew up with, where it was the, like, the telescoping one where you, uh, you, you flung it the, and, yeah. and, like, <laughs> it spread out. No, like, the minimum cost. And the Saber Guild also is one of the only Lucas associated ones like yes. Lucasfilm yeah. not just you know is like all right we are associated with them they actually like them they support yes. them it's like they get the stamp of approval they do and because of that mm-hmm. there's a certain level of quality exactly. that has to be yes. maintained it's not so, janky is what you're saying <laughs> you know, like the minimum lightsaber like the super simple one color uh-huh. is 60 bucks yeah and 60 is not cheap yeah. for some people it's $5 a year you can, or $5 a month if you want to think about yeah. it in a year the just give Kylo, up a latte the, the <laughs> Kylo Ren cross guard uh-huh. lightsaber um, that they had at the at the end of the table was $400 <sighs> 
because it has tooling in it. It has different yeah. LEDs and all these. Yeah. So it was like, they take it so seriously. And that is awesome because it is like, this was a niche. This was something that you mm-hmm. saw yeah. and wanted to be a part of, or you did not see. And we're like, how do we start it? How do we figure it out? Because we, you know, literally like, uh, one of the cosplayers on the panel I did, she did an entire Ray cosplay based on a handful of super blurry photos on the internet and sketched it out like it was an architectural diagram. And I'm like, that is what a nerd (laughs) will do. We will see it for a flash Mm -hmm. and then rewatch it again and again, find it on YouTube, find it, find it, freeze Mm -hmm. the frame so that they can get maybe Dr. Strange's, uh, like his his magic when Mm -hmm. he opens up stuff. I mean, I've seen cosplay. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, holy mother of pearl you <laughs> freeze frame that so that you could get all of the things right because you yeah. wanted to be correct not because you wanted to be the well actually nerd but you loved it so much yeah. you want to it was just the dedication and time exactly you took. put the effort and time and the hours yeah. yeah so it was just really cool and i definitely will put links to the geek fitness because that is something that i mean i'm passionate about and yeah a lot of people i think especially in the geek sphere mm-hmm. are concerned of, of a few yes. things and those those can be valid uh-huh yeah you know and so reach out there are resources mm-hmm. out there specifically yeah, yeah specifically for geeks, for like, geeks where it's not a fat shaming kind of thing it's yeah. like you want to let's let's have let's find something that works for you mm-hmm. if you would like to maybe do a little cardio in our long winter where yeah. it's all about let's sit on the couch and watch netflix until we doze off like it's it's just what happens in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. You drink your when coffee it, and you're like, no, <laughs> no sunshine. Well, I think Robin was saying that like, if she cannot find a modification uh-huh. for a workout for somebody, uh-huh. she is not sleeping that night. Wow. Cause like dedication. She is, because yeah. she is like, okay, what, how can I do this? Even if one push up is what you can do and you need to modify it five different ways. Yeah. She will find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. That's awesome. Uh, Afrofuturism. Oh, I wanted to go uh, to that 101. so bad. Was it cool? <laughs> that was really cool. Oh, so that so was cool. with a lot of the uh, writers from yes. Black Nerd Problems. Yeah. Uh, a couple other, you know, contributors and writers. But yeah, Leslie Light was the moderator. Brittany Williams, uh, Alicia, or Aliza Pearl, Ryan Robertson, Aisha Jordan. Super dope. I mean, Black Nerd right. Problems is a great resource. Yeah. For just curated mm-hmm. <laughs> articles exactly. and yeah. stories having to do with things that we all like. Uh-huh. So, and hearing the breakdown and definitely reach out to them because we, they talked about comic books, novels, mm-hmm. movies, TV shows. Yeah. Having to do with Afrofuturism and how some of them are super heady. Yeah. You know, and deep, kind of <laughs> like deep, hard sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Some of them are a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. So, that was just, it was really enlightening because that is a genre that I think a lot of people, they saw Black Panther and they're like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Or what like, what has Janelle Monet been doing for the last decade? Right. Oh gosh, like let's, yeah. Yeah. let's oh, like, do you know who Octavia Butler is? Like, yeah. let's, let's like l- literally look at the inspiration for why Wakanda is just <gasps> amazing. Mm-hmm. And why it's never been like something like this has never been shown, but it has existed. Like, Absolutely. What I don't want to say since the seventies or maybe. 60s, well, I mean, Grace like, Jones. Yes, I mean, Grace George Jones. Yes. Funk All Stars. Yes. I mean, this stuff has mm-hmm. been it's there been in out the black there. community yes. for a long time, and I think after Black Panther, a lot of people were like, "Cool, <gasps> what is that? How yeah. can I dig into it?" So uh-huh. that was a great panel. Yeah. Going over that from people who were new to it mm-hmm. and people who have been into it for a long time. Yeah. So Black Nerd Problems. Yeah, Leslie was saying that. All of those resources will be on nice their website. Online. So cool. So nice. that was really cool. And then the last panel dun, dun, dun. of the con uh, was, you know, one that we just saw. Yeah, Representation Matters, Cartoons, 1980s to Present. And we gave out prizes. I loved that. You did. I won a prize. Oh, you did. In That's fact. right. You did win yeah. a prize. We uh, made them do trivia questions. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> the prize that I, or the question that I won had to do with Young Justice. Yeah. Uh, which is a fantastic yep. show. Now, some of the cartoons that you guys were mentioning were ones that I really did not have that much mm-hmm. experience in. Yeah. Because I was either in that weird gap where I was like, Ugh, cartoons, uh, cartoons are lame. Yeah. And then <laughs> as an adult, I'm like, wait, but cartoons are awesome. <laughs> wait, Batman. Yeah. It's, um, and I found that talking to my fellow panelists who mm-hmm. are, oh, yeah. tw- who are so, twins. Yeah. Uh, Brianna and Raven Bang. Yes. And they're from Arizona. And we were talking about 
like di- the different cartoons we grew up and I was like <laughs> the era which with you grew up <laughs> right. was far better than the era which with with which I had cartoons because my kind of era was really terrible it was a lot of reruns of Hanna-Barbera which right. I love every now and again but I'm like boy this is terrible like awful and then Captain Caveman was not very diverse no, uh, no. You know? <laughs> or Penelope Pitstop and like really God. she's and Muttley and Dastardly again mm-hmm. it's like the same thing Rocky Snidely Whiplash yes you know. and like <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't do the left because my mouth is kind of dry. But it's it's like we wanted to discuss the evolution from where we started, like really like the Smurfs and the right, Smurfette right. principle. And let's delve into how that has evolved to the cartoons that are that are great now, like the Dragon Prince or mm-hmm. uh, um, Legend of Korra, exactly, like yeah. or Steven Universe. One yeah. shows that. Like, I believe, like, Rebecca Sugar talked about, uh, she wanted there to be characters um, that spoke to kids that were questioning. Mm-hmm. Like, she wanted those to be there because she didn't have them. And I just love the fact that a creator is going to just, I guess, keep, not keep their integrity, because I'm not saying the rest of them don't, but just right. really kind of go, nope, my money is where my mouth is. This is why this is important. Mm-hmm. And the community that has built up around it, like, I had, I can't even count how many Steven Universe's cosplays I saw there today. There were a ton. Yes, <laughs> or even I saw still a bunch of Legend of Korra cosplayers, yeah. and I'm just like, yes, Fire Nation or Water Tribe or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So it's like we wanted to really touch on comics, or sorry, cartoons, where the creators were very intentional, mm-hmm. like the Dragon Prince, specifically yeah. having an, a dark-skinned king. Yes, oh, and, and his heirs also being, mm-hmm. you know, being well. I mean, one is mixed. One, exactly. You know, they, they're brothers. Yes, they're brothers. Know, and they talk about that and address it, mm-hmm. and just in a respectful. <laughs> Yeah. And consistent way. Yes. It is not just something where... It's not again, a throwaway. It's yeah, not like, yeah, oh, okay. That happened. We don't see in, that black can ever again. <laughs> right. uh, in a lot of TV, whether it was cartoons or other that we grew up with, where it was like, oh, here's this one episode it's about this one thing. It's a very special episode. <laughs> right. It was like the after school special thing. Yeah. And then it was never talked yeah. about. And it was like, okay. Uh, hold up. So showing that, you know, in those cartoons that you guys highlighted over, you know, a couple oh, decades. Many decades. And a bunch of different cartoons. Yeah. That was just really cool. Mm-hmm. And the cartoons that I did not know much about, uh-huh. you know, it made me be like, okay. I want to like, check that out. Hold I on. Wanna, <laughs> I want to check that out because like, obviously I have heard of them, uh-huh. but not in this context. Yeah. And so even when I remember seeing them or advertised in comic books, mm-hmm. eh, yeah, you know, like, nah, I don't know. So now you can look at it again, like we talked about, different lens. Yes. And that's, that's, I've said this again and again, that once it's that you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. (laughs) And if you, if you like are then continuing to watch something that's problematic and someone has told you it's hurtful or it's racist or it's sexist or misogynistic and you still watch it and still love it and still whatever, it's just like, well, then I have to really question like why like myself and this person are friends because I've enumerated the reasons why this fandom is just not, welcoming to me or mm-hmm. I don't feel that I can jam with this thing and you're just like whatever so you're literally telling me that my feelings don't matter Do and matter. I'm lesser so literally like peace I'm gonna dip out and right. just <laughs> we're done um so yeah I liked and I liked the fact that our panel we had a lot of conversation with the audience yep. that was really cool because again it showed the openness mm-hmm. uh that panelists are willing oh, yeah. it's like, to go down. And literally saying before the panel, we are not experts. Yes. Like, I think um, Raven said it, like, we are not experts. Maybe it was Brianna. I apologize. Mm-hmm. They are twins. I was like, yeah. They are identical <laughs> twins. Um, she, I think she specifically said we are not experts. We are just people that love cartoons and mm-hmm. we love talking about this. So that's why we wanted to do this panel. So please, like, don't hold it against us because, mm-hmm. again, not professionals. Yeah. And there will always be a well, actually, person. Yes, um, yes, there will. And that yep. is okay. It is, yeah, it's uh, okay. And you just kind of have to roll with it. Yes. But, but yeah, so it was a great panel. Thank and, you. And I really, you know, enjoyed that. Um, some shout outs just to some people who, yeah, were just, it was awesome this weekend. So definitely Wendy, Nicole, and Izzy. Uh, <laughs> Izzy and I always joke because we've known each other for years. But you only see each other and for have, two days out of yeah, the year. Like, and, and you have, both live in Seattle. And you're like, come like on. 10 minutes with <laughs> each other over years. Passing in the hallway. 
So that was just that was really cool to actually get time mm-hmm. um, at the POC meetup. Yes, that was on Saturday night. That was just really cool to like see some of the people who yeah. either we have been following each other on social media yeah. and just put a face to the name. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I see their faces, they had never seen mine. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> you're hiding. No, I'm not saying you're hiding. Right. You're behind the podcast. You've got a mic. Exactly. Yeah. So that was just, it was really cool. And it was a different type of con experience for me this year. Uh-huh. Just focusing on the panels mm-hmm. and absorbing that. Yeah. And kind of just dedicating my focus, you know, for that. And then engaging with, with people all over. Yeah. So, uh, That's yeah. Cool. So that kind of, Wraps it up for it Geek up. Girl Con yeah. 2018 uh, next year, Sad November 16th Panda. and 17th. Yes, Buy tickets, tickets are on now. sale now. <laughs> they are they are a screaming deal, as one of our former EDs used to say, and we always used to laugh because, like, right. when we were talking about passes, she'd go, "They're a screaming deal," and it's true. Like they really are. Even <laughs> at because we uh, the prices go up slightly the closer we get to the con. Of course, even at walk up prices, two day pass with us doesn't even it is hitting close to a single day at one of the other cons. Yeah. So it's literally, and there's passes and li- there's things for kids to do mm-hmm. and there's kid prices. And Oh yeah. Definitely shout out to, and she has been on the show the past two years I've covered <gasps> Dr. it. But Ray. Dr. Ray Burks. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. She just crushed it at the DIY science. Always. Zone. Always. Uh, this year they were making rockets. Yeah. And they did, um, um, mummification. Yeah. Oh, the the shark. Yeah, the, the shark. Shark gummies. Yes, the shummies. <laughs> the so definitely shout out to to Dr. Rachel Burks. Um, again, this weekend she was crazy busy. It normally is yeah. like me pestering her, me like, do you have five yeah. minutes to come upstairs? This year I was like, yeah, yeah. Just do your do thing. Your thing. Like, she was just doing amazing. Yeah. So and yeah, you, the DIY science zone again is something unique and different for the kids yes. to do. And I noticed this year there was like a lending library. Yes. And the first year that I came here, introverts. Alley or corner uh-huh. was kind of right by the second floor. That was where this lending library was. Yeah, that was again something where it was like, bring your kids, bring your family. If uh-huh. you just want to take a break, yeah, and sit down and just read a book uh-huh. and chill, yeah. Because sometimes the cons can be overwhelming, and Very much so. there's so much stimulus of like, oh, there's people, and even the, if they're not even jostling, it's sometimes it's a lot of I'm being, I have to be on. Oh, right? yeah. Because yep. I'm either representing the con or a podcast. And sometimes you just kind of want to, uh, I yeah. want to power down my little internal robot <laughs> for like 20 minutes and like not speak. My phone is off. Yeah. You can rest the voice. And yeah. then afterwards, like, okay, I'm fine again. But I love that we have curated that space mm-hmm. of turn your phones off. This is a quiet, like, don't come in yeah. expecting it to be the place where you charge your phone for 20 minutes because you can do that outside. You can, literally almost anywhere, anywhere in the convention center. This that is, is, yeah. Other than the reception. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we can't help that. <laughs> yeah. The, the charging to, stations, yeah. you know, we're all over the place. But yeah, so you not only have introverts alley where people can just go and relax, chill, but then also having an area for families to go relax, chill. And the other thing is this year, uh, I was able to reclaim, not that I found it in the first place. That was a very Christopher Columbus aspect. Um, but the press room uh, returned. Yes, it did. This year. Yes. Which is great. Uh, I mean, I know that last year it was always a logistical yeah. issue. But again, having a place where I can come with my big case yes. and backpack. <laughs> All your gear. And just sit down on a couch and just either post some stuff to social media uh-huh. and just take the time to do that. So. Yeah. A shout out we got to, you, is what we're yeah, saying. <laughs> shout out to whoever was on the board who was like, we need to bring we, that back. We need to bring that back. It's a good resource to record, especially. Like, yes. I need, like, because we have podcasters that sometimes love to do the, let's record live. And it's like, mm-hmm. logistically, if you thought that out, that's cool because a lot of background noise. But yep. if you you want to go on the expo floor, please do. Like, Which normally, I mean, yeah, I, I will make that that work yeah but sometimes it's tough it's yeah. nicer to have like the enclosed space we're jokingly yes we've said we're behind a curtain <laughs> we're behind the curtain and we're watching people as they they walk by mm-hmm. which i'm surprised my phone hasn't blown up with the where are you yeah um but i'm sh- i'm here we're still yeah we're still closing the con down yeah um so i just want to say thank you again you know uh, you and the board for giving me the opportunity to continue to cover this yeah uh it is a fantastic con 
I love coming Thank to you. it every year. Um, I've always said, like, you always have a press pass. That's, it's like, oh, I for life. <laughs> for life. Don't even worry. Like, you, because we, we open up press passes, like, for the submissions. Mm -hmm. And I think you sent in one. And yep. I, I told Sue, who's our PR mm -hmm. manager, I was like, he's like a yes and she like i don't think she put together the tuna i was like oh he's like i think this is his third year and yep. he always submits like he oh, here's how he covers it and he's literally like you don't even have to worry about just like yep just green stamp, stamp it stamp. Let's, let's let's get it through yeah because yeah. other publications both online and whatever have mm -hmm. submitted and then since we don't know them we have to go through and yep. we have to listen to their content or read process. it and there's times where we're like <laughs> yes, but or this is a yes or this is a yes and mm -hmm. like, ugh, like do we want to roll the dice that maybe yeah. we are inviting somebody into a space that's just want to be like a tourist and be really, right. really uh, aggressive and not what we're looking for. Like mm -hmm. we, we really protect the space that we work. We really want people to feel safe, period. Yeah. Like mm, emphatic, like, no, there is no qualifier. Yeah. Like that, and that's and why it, we, it, it yeah. really resonates. Yeah. Thank so, you. So, yeah. So, yeah. We work uh, hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, for Geek Girl Con 2018, 2018, this has been a special dedicated episode yes. just to Geek Girl Con. Um, for those of you listening to this episode who this is your first time listening to my podcast, bypasses. Uh, welcome <gasps> to the podcast. Uh, normally, this is a film review podcast. New episodes drop every Wednesday on the podcast platform. Of your choice, there will be another episode this week that will have some movie reviews on it. It is award season. Don't miss it. Um, <laughs> so the us film critics are yeah. just Busy. slammed. Uh, so yeah, so that will be a regular episode this week with some movie reviews. Uh, yeah, so follow the podcast on social media at About to Review, yes. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe, like, rate, review, all Do of those, all those things. Do all those things. And then where can people find you on the social media interwebs? If they are looking for me, uh, my pretty much everywhere online, it's a German city girl. Because mm -hmm. my spouse is German City, <laughs> ha! I get the joke. Um, but pretty much everywhere, and I love, I love, I am loquacious. I love to talk, so I always tell people like after panels, find me on social media. Like, mm -hmm. let's talk. If you live in the city, uh, you know, let's throw the Seattle freeze yep. in a ditch because not all Seattleites are like that. And like, I want to be welcoming and put my money where my mouth is. That Absolutely. kind of thing. So yeah, German City girl. You heard it here. Um, I'm I'm accessible in the sense of I love to talk to people. Fantastic. So, yeah. And then Geek Girl, it is at Geek Girl Con on all social yes. media, which makes it super easy. Super I easy. appreciate that. Real easy. <laughs> um, and geekgirlcon.com. Yes. So thank you again, Christine. Thank you. And thank you, Geek Girl Con. And everybody, we will see you Bye. next year. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.